0: Free record on my count. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, roll A, fade up on A.
1: southern miss to the top top. you're tuned in to the eagle hour
2: all right, welcome to a special edition of Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live this afternoon in Ellisville at Wally Properties. Uh, Super Talk has been here all morning as we're talking about economic development and all the great things that are taking place in Jones County. So always happy to bring the Eagle Hour to Wally Properties. We'll have someone from Wally a little later on the show. Cliff Russell will also be joining us. And uh, got Michael Mergens back in the studio. And we appreciate everybody tuning in this afternoon. Always fun to come to Jones County and going to be really fun today because we've got a, an old friend of the radio show needs no introduction to our listening audience, Chad Kaye, longtime time assistant coach, a former player at Southern Miss and a big part of Southern Miss baseball history. It's good to see you, Coach. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. Uh, we, we asked you to come on the show today to talk about Southern Miss baseball, but to talk about some of the great memories that we've had uh, and you've had. and. I'm gonna let you tell us what your own great memories are, but I I find it hard to top a Friday night about four years ago when you were serving as the head coach because mm-hmm. coach uh, Coach was uh, Barry was serving a suspension from the previous uh, regional and uh, and you didn't do
3: anything but skull drag Mississippi State <laughs> ten to nothing, Coach. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was an unbelievable twelve years in the coaching side of it, and uh, that was. Uh, An unbelievable experience for me because obviously um, Coach had to Coach had to sit out those first two games and we got off to a great start and. All started with Nick Sandlin. It helps when you have Nick Sandlin on the Well, line. You, you, it was
0: his it was his decision to start
3: Nick. Yeah, Sandlin. we can tell people that now. Yeah, I, I told I was, we're starting. And I, him. and I told him when we learned about
2: that that afternoon, we were pretty shocked. And I remember asking Colin Cargill, "Well, is he, is he nervous?" And he laughed and said, "No, I think he's back there watching TV." Yeah,
3: <laughs> he was not nervous. I can assure you, which is why he's still pitching on TV. Was he? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know it's hard
2: to make those kind of comparisons, but. There's never been a better pitcher at Southern
3: Miss than that, has there? No, no. He was the full package. Uh, there were a lot of great ones. Russum, Ty Mckay. I mean, the list is very bad and the list is very long. But um, Nick just uh, – he had a special skill set. It was a unique skill set, and and he had the right mentality, um, work ethic mentality. Uh, nothing fazed him, and he what he did the, the last year specifically – was remarkable. I mean, no one expected it to be quite honest and uh, but he, he put put us on his shoulders and said, Here we go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna set the tone for this year and he did it that first game. Mississippi State. You
2: were a big part of, of everything that's led up to this. But boy Southern Miss has the fact that they're back in conversations of hosting a regional and Went through such turmoil in their pitching staff. Southern Miss has really established itself as one of the top twenty programs in the country. Is that no so question, so,
3: absolutely. And you know, I, I think since I've left, I, I and of course you guys know where I've been, different parts of the country. It it's been a little more interesting to see the perception of Southern Miss outside of our. Our region, and, and what is that? That's it. It's so respectable, um, specifically from the baseball program, the consistency, not just the players that come out of here, the coaches that come out of here. I mean, it, the the respect that this program has nationally is is remarkable, and you don't notice that while you're here, but when you have the fortune, the great fortune that I did to move, uh, you really start to hear what people say about us, and and it's. It's proud.
4: It's, well, how, it's very how, proud. How welcoming and well behaved the fans are, too. It's a no, now well, they do.
3: <laughs> they do comment on our fans. <laughs> Tough place to play. Y'all fans are rough ones. Uh, the, the, the right field roost and the bullpens. Yeah, like yeah, I get all those comments. And it's funny everywhere I've been. It's like, yeah, I'm a coach. I remember I played there in 1986, I man, they crush you in the bullpen down there in that roost. I'm like, yeah, it's still like that.
4: Chad is uh, with us, uh, former coach at. At Southern Miss, and uh, and now at helping Jones, right? Yeah. Jones College, yeah. uh, one of the top yeah. teams in the MACCC. You were talking a little bit uh, prior to the show about fans, even Southern Miss fans. Their impression of the program has always been a certain way, no question. But when you look at this particular team. It's a little bit. It's comprised of a little different. Where we pitching carried it before, mm-hmm. maybe not so much this year. But fans are having to try to wrap their mind around this different dynamic of this. Of absolutely,
3: how it works. absolutely. And and you know, the hard part for fans is they don't understand graduation, transfer portal, the draft, injuries, which that's part of. You know, I'm not there every day with Southern Miss, but obviously I'm paying attention from the outside, and you know, those are all a huge part of your season and how you overcome those hurdles and at the end of the day you're right i mean some years it's more offensive some years you're pitching staff like last year their pitching staff carried them and but the luck of the draw was they stayed healthy all year and they had some unbelievable talented players and um but they, there's more than one way to skin a cat there is and that's that was gonna be my point like it's just they just have to do it a different way this year
0: help help our fans
3: Understand how good the pitching staff was last year. It was really good. Well, <laughs> let's start by you can tune into my former team, the Gamecocks in Florida, and watch. <laughs> they don't want to watch him, but he's 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 remarkable. Yeah, he's remarkable. In and, um, and there was a lot of other great pieces. You know, obviously everyone who wants to point the finger uh, at the starter, but but at the same time, there were some pieces in the bullpen that either lost the draft or, or graduation or transfer portal and yeah. you know those are all very important pieces to, to building not just a pitching staff but also from the offensive side i mean you don't have that experience i think college baseball's changed so much here in the past four years experience wins uh it, it's very very difficult to come in as a freshman and even as a junior college first year guy and, yeah. and perform because you're facing such age yeah. and, and it's so difficult the strike zones are tighter um, just the intensity level and the expectations are just so much greater
0: I do want to ask you this because on the field this year at the Pete 44s in multiple places dugout club has has Corky's number on you mm-hmm. know their side you look around of course what Scott's done at southern feds at mm-hmm. Monroe lanes mm-hmm. at La Tech. Mm-hmm. you've made multiple stops in the SEC and uh, it just it it all goes back to not just the player side of it, but just the coaches that Southern Miss no pumps question. out as well.
3: No question. A lot of people have asked what the secret sauce is here. Um, and I think that's the answer. It. It's a short list. It's a list, and I can speak for me and Fed. We played here. This was our alum. We came back. I was here 12 years. Fed was here eight. Lane was here, I, I'm I'm pretty sure, it was eight to ten years as well. So the the consistency of the recruiting coordinator, the consistency of the pitching coach, the hitting coach, that's the answer to the the secret sauce of success along with Coach Palmer, Coach Berry, uh, even Coach Denson before that. I mean, those guys were here a long time, and you don't see that in college programs anymore. It's such an in-and-out Profession. When
4: you look at the number of years that those three coaches that you mentioned, those are other than Pete Taylor, those are the only That's coaches That's right. That's that Southern right. Miss has ever had. So I think That's consistency right. is a lot about it. I heard this observation, Coach Kaya, and I want you to react to it. Um, some Division One baseball coaches are now saying that junior college coaches, of which you're now mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. In the, with Jones, are going to become much more attractive candidates as head coaches for Division One jobs because of the transfer portal and because of the draft. Now major college coaches are having to turn their roster over instead of – they're going to have to turn it over every year or two, which is what junior college coaches have
3: always had to do. Makes sense to me. Yeah, that would be interesting to pay attention to. You're 100% accurate about turning the roster. I mean, I just was a part of it at South Carolina, and you see the success they're having. Um, So that is the new blueprint in having – their experience from the junior college level of turning rosters over year in, year out, uh, that would make them more attractive. We'll see. The, the hard part for the, these guys is if they don't have Division One experience, that might get in their way. But if they have playing experiences such as Wesley Thigpen, our head coach here at Jones, he played in SEC, he was part of Omaha team at Mississippi State. and Yeah, those guys should be more attractive.
0: Do want to ask you one more question? Allow you to talk about your team. Thirty and twelve this year, you know, at Jones with Coach Mm -hmm. Bigpin. It's a great year for the Bobcats.
3: It sure is. It's been fun. Me and Wesley go way back. We're from the same hometown. I actually, um, committed him at Meridian Community College, so I'm showing my age. Many many years ago, but we've stayed in touch. The to close, i uh, you know, I was honored that he let me come help him out this year and kind of get get back settled yeah. in in Hattiesburg. But it's been great. He's awesome. Uh, him and his staffs great. Dr. Smith was gracious enough to let me come uh, help these guys out, and it's been an awesome story.
2: We've got uh, former Southern Miss uh, baseball coach Chad Kai with us. We're at Wally Properties here in Ellisville. Can you stick around a few more minutes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, glad to have you. We'll, we'll be talking to Cliff Russell a little bit uh, yeah. later in the show, and the Eagle Hour continues from Ellisville. We'll
0: and he and he maybe can can talk a little about the shots as well because he did spend a, a year in the Palmetto yeah. State. So yeah. Southern Miss is uh, playing a team you may have heard of, Coach, called Coastal yeah. it's Carolina. Yeah. They're pretty
2: good, too. They're they?
3: pretty good. They're pretty good.
2: <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: southern myths to the, top. to the top you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour
2: all right welcome back Super Talk Eagle Hour broadcasting from Wally Properties here in Ellisville this afternoon and always happy to be here I want to thank Hog Heaven Barbecue for uh, bringing the food out here today and- you know, my man Luke here has lost about 25 pounds. He was dieting. He was doing real good. but Not today. I didn't, I didn't detect any dieting today. Well, see,
0: they, the, the chicken thighs, they don't serve them except on Fridays. I couldn't get. Past today's the Thursday. Well, the brisket was good too. But what happens is if you go in there like eleven forty five, they're sold out of chicken thighs. So the simple fact that I got chicken thighs and it's Thursday, you got a lot of chicken thighs. I got two. <laughs> <laughs> and I had ribs.
4: What is that dessert yeah. down there? Yeah. Kelly, Peach cobbler. The cobbler. Yeah.
0: yeah, I had a little of that too. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll run this afternoon, coach.
2: Long time, uh, Southern <laughs> Miss coach, and I think still Golden Eagle. That's fair to say. Fair, definitely. Uh, Chad Cai is with us, and coach, I want to ask you about. Uh, the face of college baseball, Hurston sure. Waldrop. We sure. all know that name. Sure. Pitching for Florida. You were talking earlier about he mm-hmm. – you recruited him, actually. I did, I ago. did, I did. Uh, the 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 thought is that the University of Florida came in and bought this kid off the team. Yeah. And uh, we heard that yesterday from the Coastal Carolina play-by-play, yeah. a kind of bemoaning that mm-hmm. they had been raided by Florida
3: and Virginia yeah. – This can't be good for college athletics. No, it is not. Unfortunately, it is the new blueprint, uh, the transfer portal. And I think it's going to be worse this summer than ever before just because now everyone's educated. There's no more walking on eggshells to go ask for your release anymore. It's just it's a selfish, selfish world out there in college athletics. And it's making it much more difficult to coach. And it was, you know. You was,
0: guys have already had it bad in baseball forever mm-hmm. because of the draft. No question. But, like, Will Hall's st- staring at his roster, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to lose guys after spring there's, practice. You there's know? So no question.
3: Every other sport's affected in the. unique Oh, absolutely. This isn't just baseball. It's just finally getting through our sport. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's not good at all. Yeah. Um, you're getting more advisors and agents involved more than ever, which is even scarier because there's things that are happening behind the scenes that you just don't know about as a coach and you're all your, emphasis and concentration is on your season and winning that next game when behind closed doors there's that advisor agent working for you for the next spot, and you don't even know it. Give me your reaction to this. I asked Tanner Hall at the start of the year. Mm -hmm.
2: Tanner, there was a lot of hubbub last year that you were going to LSU. The LSU was going to come. Here's what he said to me. Mm -hmm. He said, well, that never entered my mind Mm -hmm. because I couldn't come here Mm-hmm. and let these coaches make me the pitcher mm-hmm. that I am
3: now and then turn around and leave. Yep. How unusual was that? That's very unique. And I, and I was part of the recruitment process with him as well, so I know him personally. But that speaks to his character, his upbringing, his loyalty uh, to Christian Ostring and the program, obviously. But, uh, no, you're right. That Those are far few in between, unfortunately, because – Everyone wants the next best thing, and and
4: unfortunately, this is going to start trickling down to high school and even eleven it, and twelve year old travel ball. Well, if, it, I, if I don't get what I want, it already has
3: in high school ranks, and the, the, you're going to start seeing the private schools, the academies take advantage of this, and they've been doing it in discreetly for years. But now it's just it. All this has done is is heighten the awareness to everyone of the dirty stuff that went on years yeah. ago behind closed doors, but now it's all – it's free game. It's an open Well, when LSU right.
0: does something yeah. bad, Northwestern State better watch it. Yeah, right? and that's That's With how your, it's – uh, well, I, I have, ago, I have yeah. some
3: – uh, former, a former uh, – I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to hurt the kid or the program, but a former Southern Miss pitcher is coaching at the collegiate level right now, and it, he found a hidden gem in the – Southern region. I'll leave it at that. And he's developed him, and he's this remarkable star in the small school in Division One baseball. And. He's one of the hottest names because the the big boys want to come try. It to get
0: would be him. like it would be like what you did with Walner. It would be like yeah. what you did uh, with yeah. Verdo. Well, with people, Braley, All those guys.
3: You're spot on. And people ask me all the time, what, 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 what would Matt Walner or Nick Sandlin have done? They would have had so many opportunities to make so much money in nil. And I'm not. I, I'd love to believe, and I'm going to go to my, my my heart and say that they would have stayed. But but if you're a college athlete and somebody offered you two hundred fifty thousand dollars, are you, you're not going to listen? Well, well, now it would be a pay- a cut for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, true, but at the, at the, time, no, no, of at the course. time, yeah. But I mean, Taylor Braley and Kurt McCarty would have never left because they're from Hattiesburg. Right. But you, and, and I, I've told this to numerous people it, when you have these out of staters, Matt Waller from Minnesota, Nick right. was from Augusta, Georgia. What if Georgia or South Carolina would have called? Look, we're going to give you three. I'm, I'm just throwing numbers. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars was the was the top bidder for best player in the country last year. What if they would have had that that opportunity? They
4: would have called. But sure, they would, they would have. have. There's no
3: question they would have.
4: But on a brighter side of college baseball, it does appear now that the NCAA is open and is making changes for more assistants that coaches that were quote unquote voluntary assistants now are yeah, getting elevated. Full-time.
3: Yeah, so yeah, and, and that's just, honestly they need to do more like. In my, this is my personal opinion. Those those positions are already in place, and yes, they're making them full-time, but all they've done is just, and which is a great thing for the actual coach. They're, they're allowing them to be full-time, but we need to have another opportunity for another young coach to be the volunteer. So they're doing, to make that position full-time, they've done away with the volunteer. It would be more, you, you can hear a lot of the, the figures, Coach Corbin, a lot of them have spoke publicly about this we need to add another position because of numbers just the ratio of numbers and to help continue a development mentally spiritually on the field to help these kids one stay and to grow and and so this is just my opinion i think they need to do more they need to add another either allow a great they made that position full-time but allow each program to have another volunteer
0: yep All right, <clears throat> baseball this weekend, a program that uh, we all respect because they won a national championship, 2016, yeah. Coastal yeah. Carolina, Southern Miss. I mean, this is yeah. all across college baseball. This series this weekend is probably – it's a top ten series across the no entire country question. this week.
3: And unfortunately, <laughs> I knew Coastal Carolina when I was here. It was a great program. But having been, spent the past season in the state in the Gamecock uniform to know what – the tradition of that place. I got to see it a little closer. And they are the Southern Miss of that state. They're, they're, they truly are. It's a great program. They, their assistants are great. The head coach has been there as many years as Coach Barry has at Southern Miss. And it's – uh Two very, very similar, similar uh, programs, and, and they get to go head-to-head. And it's going to be the first time, I believe, in the history of Southern yeah. Miss program we go there. So it's a hitter's park. I've been there. It's a beautiful campus, beautiful field. It's it's going to be – we have our hands full. Uh, with, we have our hands full.
0: And it's good to hear you talk about, you know, what different people say about Southern Miss around mm-hmm. the country. What has been the uh, Southern Miss, of course, with Old Dominion coming in, Sunbelt is – easy, a top-five mm-hmm. baseball card. What, what is the uh, reputation of the Sun Belt outside of our
3: region? Well, it, it, of course, outside has gotten stronger. There's no question it's gotten stronger. Um, it was always a good conference, but with the additions this year, and obviously uh, being us and, and Old Dominion adding – to the conference has just made in Texas State was another terrific program that I got to see firsthand when yeah. I was at Texas A and M. We're talking about some really really good programs, but maybe not the household names, but uh, unbelievable baseball programs, coaches, et cetera.
0: And it's <clears throat> we've been talking about this for Southern Miss fans who've been accustomed to okay, we're going to get you know three or four sweeps in the course of a conference mm-hmm. USA. You're in a conference now where a weekend yep. series win mm-hmm. is good.
3: Yeah, there's no question. And there's more, more teams. And yeah, it's, this is, this is what it's about, right? You want to play with the best of the best. I think we're RPI fifth in the country. If I'm not mistaken, Sunbelt is up to mm-hmm. the day. It is. And, and truthfully, I think it's going to be stronger moving forward. There's a couple programs that are a little off this year that are typically much better and which will make it even more difficult. South Alabama and Troy—they're going to be on the top. Back to the top yeah. side of that conference. Uh,
2: we saw this. We saw this week where I think it was what nine, nine teams in the top twenty-five lost midweek games. Oh yeah. This is a sport that
3: anybody can beat no anybody question. on a given night. Is that right? No question. So. I have a totally different perspective of midweek games today than when I did when I was at Southern Miss. It was we played our weekend series, and then we got opportunities to play Mississippi State, Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, whoever, particularly that year. And it was a, it was a game that allowed us to get up for because we're playing an SEC opponent. It's good RPI win, crowds, et cetera, et cetera. The most difficult game to play when you're in the SEC uniform, which I just left, is the Tuesday night game. There's nothing worse than playing Vanderbilt, Florida for three straight games in that juggernaut of a series. And then you gotta sit here, turn around and play Southern Miss, Coastal Carolina, South Alabama, who's coming to get you. And you're just, you just want to break. Like you just went through the gauntlet of an SEC series. And you just want to take a breath, and you can't. And it is so difficult to be on that other side than it was the Southern well, Miss side. Well,
2: Vanderbilt saw that this
3: week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they, they beat South Carolina. Difficult series and then they turn around and lose. So the
0: sycamores. It's, it's tough. Of it's, Indiana it's, State, baby. Yeah.
3: Indiana it's, State. It's tough. It is a grind on both sides, but it's two totally different perspectives, and I, I never knew it from the other side until, until this past couple of years.
2: It's great to have you back on the show, man. We really yeah, appreciate absolutely. You I love, Yeah, absolutely. You're always welcome
3: here. I love you guys.
4: Y'all, y'all are great. Love yeah. what y'all do. Now, when you come to Poplarville next week, Coach, when when Jones and PRC battle yeah, for one of the top spots wait, in the M.A.C. Go Bobcats. Catch.
3: Go, yeah, go Bobcats.
4: Cats. you uh, kidding? Cats by ninety. I don't want I don't want any trouble here guys. I don't want any trouble. Kayak
2: everybody on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Cliff Russell's up next. We'll be right back.
1: and miss to the top
2: I want to thank Chad Kaye for joining us. Um, always was a great friend of the show, remains so today. It was good to hear from him, Luke. Absolutely,
0: and it's it's great to know that he's the reason why Nick Sandlin uh, was a starting pitcher at
2: Southern Miss. As the head coach, he made that decision, right? He took full <laughs> credit for that while he was here, and I don't blame him. I, I would have to. Coach Berry's hamstring survived, so that's all that matters. Cliff Russell joins us, as he does every Thursday, this time remotely. I hear you're playing golf. Is there any truth to that?
1: Yeah, guys,
2: I'm uh, live from the ninth hole at Hattiesburg Country Club. <laughs> life's, life's, life's difficult. Life's hard for Cliff Russell, minute, Okay, Cliff, we were just talking to Chad Kaye. Uh, he spent some time out in South Carolina. He had a firsthand look at this Coastal Carolina program, their facilities, their history. Uh, I think he agrees with all of us. The Golden Eagles have their hands full this weekend. What do they have to do to come away with what would be a really a monumental weekend series win if they could pull it off?
1: Yeah, it, it would be. You're right, and uh, I think looking at their numbers, I mean, it's no it's no secret what they do. They can they can swing it, and uh, it should be just a phenomenal matchup. Good pitching versus versus good hitting, and. Uh, but you know what? I, I like our chances. I mean, I think I'm a believer in a good pitch and typically is going to going
0: to take care of, of the stick. Cliff, uh, as far as rotation goes, I, I, I would think it would be Hall, Oldham, and and Mazza. It was interesting that Armistead in the midweek only threw three innings. So could you see him – being the first unless it's late in the game of course Sibley or, or storm but if if any of the starters were to get in trouble armistead would come in and he would be the number one long relief option
1: yeah he, he seems to be kind of a guy that you know they're just going to kind of use whatever and and i mean i think to this point specifically as a plate he's shown that you know most importantly he's filling up and all, he's throwing strikes so you know, you kinda of just use him wherever you need him, depending on the weekend and, and honestly don't be surprised if you know, if, if he doesn't go Friday or Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't start that Sunday afternoon. Yeah,
0: that's what I was gonna ask you next about what did you see from Nick Mazza on Sunday that encouraged you going forward? I, I saw
1: as the game went on, and of course, you know, a lot of that is because of, of the offense production, but he, he got some confidence, which is what he needed. Um, you know, he got stronger as that game went on, but again, it, it starts with throwing strikes. I mean, he's got, he's got really good stuff. He's got swing and miss stuff. And, and when he can get in the head of the count like he did, I think if I remember correctly, it was the first 10 hitters that he started with first pitch strikes, and that helps. And, uh, that's it for him. If he throws strikes, he, he's going to give it, he's going to give him a shot to win.
4: Cliff, when you look at this coastal batting lineup and the the gross numbers that some of those guys are are putting up, average-wise, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, so on and so forth, look, I, I get it that pitching will be you know hitting, every, but but these numbers are just gross. I mean, what what makes you feel so good about the Eagles' chances this weekend?
1: I, I think, uh, I mean, you, you look at that lineup and you're right; they're they're scattered. You look at the conference standings and the. Uh, the statistics to the conference, and there's guys are littered through the top ten or twenty in batting averages. And um, but I, I just I just feel like our specifically our starters with with Tanner and and you know obviously he that approach James Madison had against Tanner Friday night was was probably something each team is going to start studying. But uh, I, I just I, look I, I've got the confidence in this starting staff with uh, specifically Tanner and, and Billy and their ability to throw strikes. And then throw the secondary for strikes as well. Uh, You you can't just sit back on either one of those guys and look for one pitch. I mean, it's, you know, they've got two or three pitches, they're pumping for strikes. You know, uh, again, I I, I mean, obviously, though, it's not a lineup that, kind of like James Madison, right? You can circle those three and four hitters. You don't let them beat you, and they didn't all weekend, and I thought that was really the key. Uh, But this Coastal Carolina lineup is it's one through nine that can hit. I think they got maybe seven or eight guys that are hitting above 300, but um, you know, uh, again, it's, it's going to come down to the starters, no doubt.
4: Okay, so so you've joined us now in this community of uh, of broadcasters as you're doing some work for ESPN Plus covering the Eagles. N- nowhere in any discussion in the past two weeks was there any talk of Southern Miss hosting a regional, and now just about everywhere you turn, Southern Miss is into the discussion. From from the ears to the ground that you know about, what what are you hearing about the, a potential uh, Southern Miss hosting spot again?
1: It's funny how that works, right? And you got a kind of a, a "What have you done for me lately?" I, mean, I think the the reason is that that jump in the RPI they had after last weekend, and you know they kind of fell a couple spots after Tuesday night in Ruston. But I mean, that's what they're going to look at is that RPI and their strength of schedule, and and it's really both of these clubs. And you know, I'm I'm not going to pretend like I, I know what's inside the minds of that committee, but. I mean, you have to think, Kelly, that the winner of this series is in the driver's seat to host. I mean, look, a lot of baseball to play left, obviously. But, you know, I think whoever comes away with the the series win this weekend certainly is in the driver's seat.
4: And, and it hurts both teams that Louisiana and South Al are not having the years, Bob, like they've had, you know, like they've had in the past.
2: Yeah, but I like to think Southern Miss has played such a rugged schedule right. that the RPI is going to remain really high. Last question for me is: Is this a good or bad thing, Cliff? That, that this is now circulating. You know, these kids hear this that are on the team. Do uh, we need. To, they would even need to be talking about hosting a regional right now. or Do we just need to talk about winning the next game?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, with, with uh, social media and, and uh, just as widespread as college baseball's gotten, I mean, it's hard to avoid. You can't avoid it. But I, you know, look, like this, this early in the season, um, I, I don't I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but you know, certainly you can't get caught up into that if you're if you're those guys and you've got to go out and just play who's on the schedule and, and play the next game, and you know, everything else will kind of fall in place and take care of itself. Specifically, if you keep if you keep winning and, and winning series, and that's but Coastal Carolina they they've not really they haven't reeled off you know any type of winning streak nine or ten games or anything like that, but they haven't lost a series, and, and that's certainly you know to me that's what the committee looks like. Looks at also is, is what do they you know that that's kind of a, a a selling point for them is if they haven't lost any series, then you know they like to reward that.
2: All right. <laughs> All right, so you're on the ninth hole. How many uh, shots below par are you at this point of your? Well, round? you know,
1: it's it's a scramble, so uh, I, I will just say that my team's not missing anything. While I'm sitting out here on, on the phone in the cart, so they're <laughs> they're handling they're handling. Who's
0: who's on me? I can assure you. Who's on the team, Cliff?
1: And it's it is uh, it's me and my brother um, Hunter, and then Daniel Ross and and Whip Stare. We got Daniel Ross is certainly our A player. He's a ringer and. Uh, out here, it's, I think it's for the the Hattiesburg Builders Association, Home Builder Association, I believe.
4: Well, let me get, so, let me give you a tip, Cliff. As you go to the tenth hole at Hattiesburg Country Club, is that where you are? Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't hook it on the tenth tee. <laughs> I, I
1: think uh, I may just ride in the cart and just act like I'm on the phone still. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You'll wind up in the water if you hook it on the 10th tee at Hattiesburg Country Club. Right. So. man, we, we appreciate you
2: interrupting uh, your golf day to, to be with us, and uh, we thank you. We look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to you all next week. All right, Cliff Rossum, everybody, on the tee there at the, the ninth hole. It's a, it's a nice golf course out
0: there. Sunbelt play last night. Eastern Kentucky defeats Marshall 9-2. to two, Old Dominion knocks off VMI 11-6. to six. Georgia State defeats Mercer. Thirteen to three, Kennesaw State knocked off Georgia Southern last night, thirteen to nine. Maryland and James Madison in a football game. Maryland wins nineteen to twelve. Little Rock knocked off Monroe ten to four. So a down night for uh, for the Sun Belt, uh, but Coastal Carolina won. They beat the College of Charleston twelve to four last night. And I was just looking at some of these these numbers. Um, you know, they batted three seventeen. Yesterday, today they're at three eighteen. Uh, the the first part of the uh, the law firm Bodine, he's batting three seventy seven um, now. Uh, Derek Bender, Graham Brown, Zach Beach, and Chad Bourne all over three hundred. So they've got six hitters over three hundred. Another guy at two ninety one. A couple guys uh, that uh, have been in uh, in sporadic um, appearances too three oh five and three oh seven. What are you trying to say, Luke? I'm saying um, the killer bees. <laughs> There's seven now. So if you could, the the law firm of Bodine Bender Brown Beach Born Books and Barthol. See, they're
4: all bees. The killer bees of of um, <laughs> it's unbelievable of coastal, you know. But we have Tanner Hall, and we, and
2: we have and, Slade Wills. and Billy
4: Odom. But uh, hear what Kai said. I mean,
0: it's a hitter's park. So. Um, Sergeant had a, had a good weekend last weekend. This team, we found out they cannot live and die by the long ball. It's, it's not going
4: to happen with Southern Miss. Coastal, on the other hand, 67 home runs. But when you look at every one of the Coastal scores, it's, it, they have scored double digits in probably eighty percent of the games they've played in the past month or two. What are you trying to say, man? These guys, these guys swing the, st- they rake as the kids would call it, Bob. These guys rake. Now, have they seen the pitching that Southern Miss will hopefully put forth this weekend? But to your point,
0: more times than not, the other team will score five runs or more in a game. So, mm-hmm. they they've been gorilla balling to win. But at the same time, I think the Golden Eagles um, have the bats. Uh, you know, if they if they travel with them to South Carolina, you know, I mean that's that's the thing. Southern Miss has the ability to win games offensively differently than
4: how Coastal Carolina is winning. And, but the thing that scares me is like the Law Tech pitcher on Tuesday night had a big fat nine and a half ERA. All right, and the, the coastal ERA, team ERA is, what, about six. 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 Yeah. But
0: it's what Kaye said. People get up to play Southern Miss, Kelly. They get That's right.
2: <laughs> All right, Super Talk Eagle Hour broadcasting from Wally Properties. And else we're going to get a representative of Wally in here with us next as we wrap up this edition of the show. Stay with us.
1: To the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern
0: Miss to the top. Final segment, Eagle Hour live in Ellisville, Mississippi today, in the Free State of Jones. The whole crew here: Luke, Bob, and Kelly. Michael Morgan's producing back in the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg. All right, guys, it's an omen. You ready for this? Yesterday, we talked about how Southern Miss uh, was the underdog in the first round of the men's tennis. And they were playing South Al. No, oh, Coastal, they were playing Coastal. Coastal. And the Eagles upset the Shanta uh, Clears yesterday, five to two. So now Kelly, guess who they're taking on right now? South Al. And guess what? Uh, South Al's ranked uh, one in, in the conference. They're seated first. So Eagles down one zero right now. Just started uh, less than an hour ago. So, South but South it was a big win yesterday uh, for for the men. All right, <laughs> Rebecca Patrick from Wally Far- Street, or Wally, Wally Proper- Properties both it works. Both. it both was it's all this both food work. behind us the spread that, oh, man. that was yeah.
5: today it was great How are it? you i'm great thanks for it's uh, always a great day when super talks in yeah
0: town. it was it was a fun day uh, mm-hmm. Gerard was out here and then we're we're happy to be out here and Ken, as as bob will will i'm sure will say in just a second can thank you guys enough for uh, for allowing us to be out here today
5: oh look we are just happy to have you guys here i'm like minnie pearl just glad to be here <sighs> and you know and the fact that get, You guys get to come here and shine a little love on the city of Ellisville and Jones County. We're just we're just happy to. Well, we do that
2: every year. We're always excited about doing. But I got to say, we could not do it without you and Mr. Wally and Jamie. You guys practically set everything up for us to do it, and it does give us. An opportunity to let the whole state know about this incredible community that is Jones County. And we're so happy to have a super talk station here and be part of the family here.
5: We are too. We're, it's it's a mutual love affair here. We just really really enjoy having you guys here and look forward to it Even every year. Kelly? Even Kelly.
4: Sadly, eighty percent of the people will have to Google who Minnie Pearl even was.
5: That, again, going back to one <laughs> of the know, conversations like, we had earlier, that's correct. That ring I wasn't gonna say anything. I just was trying I was trying to <laughs> Please just just, just pull Google
4: or
2: YouTube and will.
0: it'll be
4: fine. Okay. You'll find it. So you're gonna give us a
2: howdy. <laughs> Can I ring a bell now, Luke? Now you're I'm, I'm looking
0: he, at her Wikipedia page. He is <laughs> such a
2: baby. You know, he, he has no clue. He's, he's like a little chick. In the That's grand old... Right. Al-
0: Hee-haw. Okay, so I did watch Hee-haw occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Although he's 40
2: now. So childhood... You know, that just Use makes this us behind feel behind Luke. It's in the rear view mirror. See,
5: my husband, uh, the first year he taught, was a substitute teacher, and he did a lot of uh, yeah. time at West, and so... He taught Luke, so now you're making us Bob's feel just really, really. Even old. though
0: I'm 40, Bob's could still be my grandfather. So that's, that's just the true. way it works. No, I could be your well mother anyway. <laughs> There's
4: many <laughs> many different facets to the businesses that you conduct here at Wally. There
5: are. We have two different sides. It's uh, kind of like the umbrella of Wally, but we do have a property side, which is a real estate, and we specialize on that side in rural land you know we don't you won't see a lot of houses on our site most of the time if you have if we have a site it's in conjunction with say a large piece of land or with land out out in the country and then we have of course have the forestry management side which is Wally forestry consultants and so we're here Jim saw a need years ago for the forestry consulting side. And then as that progressed, he realized, well, wow, some of these people need to sell their rural land. And most people aren't uh, what, what you would call experts in what rural land should go for, what it should be about. And so that's when the forestry side I mean, the real estate side came into being. So, and interestingly, uh, a
4: lot of a lot of your clients are from the Louisiana area who are looking for land in Mississippi.
5: Yeah, you know, uh, you know how many years I spent at Jones Junior College. One hundred and twelve. The Bobcats go. Oh, we and, go. And I know Cats by ninety. Eagle, I know this is the Eagle Owl. <laughs> no, Cats by ninety. We're uh, We got a couple of good baseball players headed to Southern Miss next year right. from Jones. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. like all pumped. Dalton Rogers playing with the Red Sox now. He's a Bobcat yeah, and an Eagle. Absolutely. Let's stay on the subject. Okay, I'm sorry. I,
4: I digress.
5: Uh, where were we?
4: <laughs> Louisiana folks wanting.
5: But you know, that's one of the things I learned when I was here was that the people in South Louisiana, particularly that area, uh, Slidell, New Orleans South, uh, they, they love want, this area. They love them. this area. They want to come up here to hunt. They want to come up here to get away from hurricanes when they need to. And so we do have a lot of uh, people that are looking that are looking for property up in this this general vicinity of Mississippi.
2: We want to thank you guys. We want to thank Howard Industries, Alexander's Hardware, Community Bank, the Board of Supervisors, and, of course, you guys, Cox Roofing. Roofing. Don't let me forget that, uh, for making all this possible here today. These are a great great. bunch of
5: businesses. Uh, Jones County just is a great place to live and work. Right. And And it's a a a one-of-a-kind place. And I say that.
2: Sincerely, and as a compliment, it really is. My daughter was born here. My wife and I lived here when I first, right. in another lifetime, worked in television, and uh, we've always been very attached to Well, Jones I County.
5: joke with a lot of people I, I wasn't born here, but I got as, got here as quick as I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've lived yeah. here almost all my and life. we got Luke, who's and from Luke's here, and native. Ben
2: Winpigler, our station ben. manager now. He's uh, from uh, Laurel. and uh, Kelly so there's just something about Jones. Yeah. Jones. Jones, 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 Kelly, Jones. Well, what do you, what do you Kelly. guys want me to say? You, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him speechless before, have you?
5: Well, <laughs> have you? I you no, no, I have not. I, have, I can definitely say I've not. He quite a number
2: of ribs. That's no, kind of I mean, they get a little
5: groggy. Hey, I eat. love
4: everybody. You know, love everybody. Ms.
2: Rebecca, thank you so much for having us. Here. And again, we're glad to have you here. Look forward to the next time. Uh, we're back on the road tomorrow with Four Street Bar and Grill, Catfish Friday. So, somebody's going to be there. We're really good. Somebody's
4: going to be there. The great visitor from the east. Hell back On the back of Hump the Wonder Camel. Magnificent. Yes. I hear
2: they're near Poplarville now and slowly making their way that, here.
4: You can smell them in Poplarville.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping,
4: slipping, slipping
5: into the future. Oh, my God. Go To the sea, I can go. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly. like a go. Till I'm free. I go through the world of
0: A Super Talk, Mississippi Media Production.